hello welcome happy sunday happy almost aries new moon we're back with highly spiritual today i'm gonna have fatty joining us from paris oh, so excited and i hope you enjoy this Okay, so inviting her now. Hi, Chenzo. Hey, Crash. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining. Hey. Hello. Hi there, Karina. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I am good. How are you? So great. Feeling so I don't see energized. Your, I don't see your whole face. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect. Hello. Welcome. Glad to have Good you morning. on here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you for saying yes. Um, amazing. Okay. So we just have a few people on here for now. But as you know, I save these to my feed. So I believe we can just get started and then... It will be there for anyone to watch. Yes, let's do that. Cool. Okay, let's start with the way that I usually start these. Um, can you share with us your sun, moon, and rising? <laughs> uh, I'm a Virgo sun. My rising is in Taurus, and my moon is in Libra. So Ooh. very Venusian. <laughs> Very interesting. I have my sun in Leo, but my moon in Taurus and my rising in Libra. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so we have like... those switched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very so interesting. I have, I have my Mars and Venus in Leo, so I feel, I feel uh, your vibe. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I, I have my it. Mars in Virgo, so I feel that okay. too. <laughs> right around the corner from yeah. each other. When's your exactly. birthday? It's the th it's a Friday thirtieth, so like thirtieth a... <laughs> of August. Gotcha. Yeah. No, cool. not of uh, September. Oh, yes. of September. Okay, yes. okay. Got you. Very cool. Um, very cool. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Um, what's your story? And how do you see these signs play out in your everyday life and your reality? Um, well, I'm an astrologer and eclectic witch, if I may call myself that way. And I, love it. I, I believe that my, my ultimate goal is to share my light and share what I um, absolutely love and adore with other people who do. And I feel that the, the way that these placements play out in my life is that they kind of condition what I just said right now in terms of creation and this um, burning desire to share and to um, give a part of myself to the world. I can feel that, especially with my um, Taurus rising in terms of um, me looking at the world as a playground in which I like to, uh, you know, explore and dabble and kind of tap into that uh, more raw side of myself. Um, and also, I have uh, the tendency to love to communicate with others and to kind of um, see it as a, a flow, but in a more airy way. And mm. I feel that 
whenever I connect with others, I get into uh, a, a state where I'm looking at divinity, but from a different, you know, a different expression of divinity. And that just absolutely amazes me and teaches me about myself, of course, every time that I do. Whenever mm-hmm. I look at a chart or, you know, talk to another person, I, I see another facet of of God, of the universe, you know, of everything that um, surrounds us. So that's something really uh, beautiful and that keeps me going and keeps me in um, explorer mode, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I can say. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's how I think these placements play out. Of course, my Virgo son is very analytic, very very, um, hard also with myself and and with others. I kind of see the flaws and everything, but at the same time, it's because I I, um, I believe that everybody has the potential, and myself included, to be better, to reach a higher uh, state of consciousness and awareness. So I'm, yeah, I'm constantly looking for things to fix <laughs> within me mm. and uh, around me in my surrounding, and that's something that really um, gives me joy. Of course, I'm 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 toning it down <laughs> whenever I'm, I'm with other people. I try not to. Uh, not to over um, to let these things because whenever we focus on something it grows you know wherever attention goes energy flows yeah so I try to focus also on the things that are good and how we can capitalize on those and focus on these um, strengths rather than weaknesses Mm. that's beautiful that's beautifully put and (laughs) As you were saying that, I 1000% saw all of those signs play in. So that's so amazing yeah. like how you were saying, seeing the divinity um, in other people when you're flowing. So Libra and seeing that in partnerships. <laughs> and as you were saying the part about being overly critical, I remember that when I was learning astrology, the way my teacher described it as um, the way my teacher described Virgo is Virgo is a perfectionist and overly critical only because she is the goddess. Like she is the, she is the virgin that's, that's closest to the realm of God. And so she knows how perfection looks like, which is why mm-hmm. when perfection isn't there, it's like, we need to find perfection because you know, yeah. the ultimate height of what's possible. That's so beautiful. Yeah. As an mm-hmm. archetype, it's true that there is this um, dimension within it, which which really gives us this gives it this uh, layer. So I really I really like your uh, your intake on it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Um, how did you get into astrology? Well, <laughs> astrology, <laughs> astrology. Well, uh, I think we we talked about this a little earlier. Um, how horoscopes don't always um, look. Um, don't always relate to us like they they seem very Mm -hmm. foreign to us and when I was in high school I remember my sister sometimes you know pulling up a magazine and randomly you know telling me oh this is what's gonna happen for you or this is what Virgo sounds like or is supposed to be like and I was like very skeptical like no this isn't me this is just uh, I, I couldn't find myself in anything that I read and every time I would look up, you know, um, uh, the description of the signs, I would be like, okay, I do have some of these um, components within me, but I can also relate to, I don't know, Aries or Aquarius or or Pisces. I could really see myself in all the other signs. So for me, it was 
hocus pocus and yeah. you know, big hoax. <laughs> so I decided we had a book uh, at home uh, called Astrology for the Soul. I and one book that I really, really um, love today. I actually reread it a few times because the first time I read it, I didn't understand uh, shit. But yeah. the day I read it, I was I was determined to read it just so that I can say, you know, no, this is not what astrology is like. And to be able to have arguments to anyone who tries to tell me you are this way because of your sign. Yeah. And then while reading, I realized, okay, I, I had everything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you know, horoscopes are this tiny little part of the iceberg. And then there's yeah. a whole lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> and that's, that was the beginning, you know, I started learning. And the more I learned, the more I realized that it actually made sense. Mm. And that there's, a lot more layers to it than just yeah. you know the sun sign for sure That's how and I the got. more you <laughs> learn the more you learn the more you realize you don't know with astrology because exactly. as you keep going deeper it just gets even deeper and then even deeper yes. it's like can I really get any deeper and it's like yes. well yes you actually can <laughs> exactly there's no end to it and it's, it's it's fascinating you you can you can have 50 years and still learn things every single day yeah beautiful um have you dabbled at all in asteroids and understanding the asteroids yes yes i actually work with a few in in my readings lilith especially um chiron i love these two in terms of archetypes they bring yeah. them to the table uh lately i've been working with ceres and trying to understand how that plays out especially with the um, uncertain times in which we live and trying to yeah. understand you know these these more um slow moving uh asteroids and how they can affect an entire generation or an entire um country or um thing thing of that nature so yeah, yeah these are the few i work with i know there's a lot more that i read about but haven't really implemented like when I do my birth charts or when I do uh, readings for clients I don't necessarily look at all the asteroids just because they don't um, just because I don't think it it adds a, a layer of understanding but these are things that I'm absolutely learning every single day and trying to you know to look more into because if I understand them well then of course I can give um, information about them, you know, to be more specific and accurate, yeah. of course. Yeah. Oh, I love that because I feel the exact same way. I also love working with Chiron and Lilith. And I also um, started working with Ceres because I learned that my moon is conjunct Ceres by one degree. Okay. So I was like, okay, I guess there is something for me here. Yeah. And so you're a warrior. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in Taurus, so interesting, an earth warrior. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's fascinating. And I like how you said that um, you haven't incorporated it to your readings because you yourself are learning more about it. And yeah. once we understand it, that's when it becomes easier to share it. Also, I feel like to not let people get um information overload you know like exactly. already just talking about sun moon rising that's so much and then you're gonna yeah. add planets and then you're gonna add asteroids and people yeah. are like okay bye astrology yeah. this is way too much <laughs> yeah every time i start speaking about houses and aspects i feel like you know the client is about to you know to have a mind <laughs> they're mind blown so yeah, yeah. I, I do and i do think that sometimes too much information kills the information 
but it I think sometimes it's interesting for us like when I, I don't know about you but sometimes you read a chart and you you take notes mental notes of the energy of the person but at the end you don't tell them everything you just tell them what they need to hear because the rest of the information just gave you um uh clarity on context, how you yeah yeah a context on how you can share and deliver the information so I think it's it's sometimes better to just soak it in and yeah. let the, you know, filter through what, what we see in the chart. Yeah, that's actually very good advice. Thank you. It's like when we learn or when we know, you know, I think this is with anything in life, right? When we know, we want to share to the extent that we know because to us, it was like, whoa, oh my God, I understand everything. Yeah. But then it's like to somebody that doesn't even understand A, B, C, how are you going to take them all the way to Z? And so, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's really helpful that it really is just context. And, you know, when a person is ready, then I'm sure they'll uncover it for themselves or come back to learn yeah. more. But definitely Absolutely. just the basics. Like I remember learning my sun, moon, rising, and I was like, whoa, this is astrology. Astrology makes all the sense. And then it was like, yeah. wait a second, here are your houses. And I'm like, oh. and then it was planets. And then I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's a amazing. It is, it is definitely a journey. And I love that so many people are waking up to it now. And considering that we have been learning it for a little longer, we kind of have the tools to um, lead people through it. Ha, yeah. um, huh. I want to ask an astrology question, but I'm not sure how I want to put it. It's kind of like, what's your favorite thing about astrology? <laughs> That's a very my, wide question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my favorite thing about astrology is how... To be honest, the side that really, um, that maybe maybe it's my mercurial brain uh, speaking, you know, <laughs> or my my over Virgo ness, but I I I love how at the end there is order and structure to the world. There is a guidebook that comes with people, but at the same time, it is not. Uh, a limiting guidebook you know it, it is really a weird uh, thin place between structure and at the same time we are free to choose how we decide this energy is going to play out and how we want to express that energy you know a person could have it's physically or scientifically impossible for two people to have the same chart but let's suppose two people have the same chart actually it is possible like twins twins but, exactly uh, yeah <laughs> twins <laughs> They, they, they have the same chart, yet sometimes they express it in totally different ways. And that really yeah. blows my mind, just that it's like we are unique. And even though there is just this amount of planets, this amount of, you know, houses, 12 signs, you know, it can, it's, it's an endless, it's like a math equation. I suck at maths, but I love this side of it. Just right? how infinite it is. Yeah. So... I think that's my favorite aspect of astrology, just how, you know, when you get into it, you realize just how Organized. impossible it is to, yeah, how how order and chaos kind of live together. Mm, yes. It's, order yeah, and chaos definitely that, live yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love it. And you're so right. People really do manifest these energies in very different ways, depending on 
their conditioning, their upbringing, um, how they've seen themselves their whole lives. So yeah. yeah. Oh, and I love the part that you brought up about math because me too. I hate math. I really? Hate math. <laughs> and then I went into astrology, right? And then I went deeper into it. And I'm like, shit, there is math here. Yes. Oh, I was I was so shocked the first time that I I, I learned that astrology is based on you know uh, geometry and all. Yeah. I was really I was confused. <laughs> I was like, okay, do I do I really like astrology? Should I, I continue on this? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes it easier you know when if I I think that if my math teachers showed me such you know an astrological birth chart I think I would have found interest in maths a little more just because it would make it much more uh, practical you know that we need to calculate this degree tell me how (laughs) Mm. I would love that yeah oh that just brings my mind to how school systems are teaching us math that we don't really need to know about but instead they could be showing us math that would expand our minds and show us our capabilities Mm. Um, (laughs) all the frustration with pluto and capricorn right now (laughs) um but okay so from there, I want to ask you mm. about the current astrology right now, right? We have the Aries um, new moon yeah. tomorrow over here. Uh, I believe it's also going to be tomorrow, your time, it's, right? It's actually just started. It started today and it's going to continue until tomorrow in at noon. Night. Yeah. Okay. Noon. Got it. Yeah. got it got it got it okay cool so how are you feeling with this Aries energy uh what do you think could come out of it and what do you think is the opportunity because I'm seeing a lot of people here on Instagram um sharing how they're burnt out or overwhelmed or there's just so much going on and they're unable to just be themselves or get themselves out or be who they really are right and what do you yeah. see about that? And what do you think would be good advice for that? Okay, I'm going to start with the with the with the overall meaning of this new moon for those who are not familiar with uh, what new moon in Aries mean. Aries is is a pioneering sign. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It's the it's a fire sign that just really wants to get going, you know, and get moving. And this energy is actually more amplified because we have a stellium in the sky, Venus, Chiron, uh, Mercury, and the sun and the moon are Um, all in, are all in the sign of Aries, which means that there's a lot of fire energy in the sky. You know, there's a lot of it going on and it can either give us, you know, lit a fire and there are our bottoms or it can <laughs> burn us out you know it can go either way yeah. so um this new moon especially since new moons are times where we start new projects when we uh, put intentions um it's it's actually a better way to put it when when we set intentions we are the more magnetic to uh the things around us it is important for us to utilize this time and uh this new moon to harness that courage and drive of uh, the Aries, but not, you know, the the negative and shadow side of Aries, which can sometimes be uh, too aggressive or too uh, rash or 
not think not think about things clearly. I see a lot of people who um, in my environment who made some uh, very you know irrational decisions you know based on you know the fear of missing out or things of that nature mm. and I think that can be um, an, a, a problem for for people who who don't think it through and who don't sit to actually spell their their goals and dreams out and also another theme that I have been seeing lately and this is really um I'm based on my close environment but of course also in in correspondence to what's happening in the sky is because mercury is in aries um i see a lot of people who tell me or even myself i i feel the need to tell i'm i'm going to get this going i'm going to start this thing and actually you don't let it sink in actually we burn our blessings by spilling the tea before it's actually done you know mm. when you, when you just just say i'm 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 going to move move out or i'm going to start this project and you stop working on it and you stop living giving it room to grow and to you know be nurtured before you actually spell it out and that's you know because mercury is in this you know very uh brash and um short-paced uh sign so i yeah. think yeah sh short-term um attention and gratification should be something to be uh, cautious about moving yeah. forward to yeah let things like slow down <laughs> chill <laughs> chill let your don't say everything that you're doing to anyone not out of secrecy but out of you know you, you haven't started anything yet so do the do the work be courageous you know let your inner warrior do the do the work and then when you're going to get results those results are going to do the talking for you i think that's something that I, I kind of um, saw a lot in, in my surrounding lately. So, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. And I totally agree. Uh, you were saying there are four, right? I think. But oh. when you include the asteroids, I believe it's like seven, seven yeah. uh, celestial bodies, I'd like to say, in yeah. Aries. So they're all like cramped up in there. Mm. And so like a just knowing, yeah, exactly. And so just knowing that, like, thank you for that. Because just knowing that, you know, everything is so hyperactive, understanding that's what, yeah. what's important is to just like sit and think for a second. Because if, if everything is overreactive and we're overreactive, then we're just setting ourselves up for trouble. But if everything is overreactive and instead of getting overwhelmed, if we're discerning, okay, this is actually meant for me, this is not meant for me, I don't want this and I want this, then we'd be much more calm because we'd have a fire lit under our butt for the things that we actually care about versus exactly. all the 1000 ideas that we're getting and we're like oh this is a cool idea and this is a cool idea and this is, and people are like you're full of shit you're all talk right and then mm. and then we're the ones then looking down at ourselves being like oh well damn i shouldn't have shared that and yeah. so it's like thinking before you do things because aries is like let's just go and do and let's it's do it. and <laughs> and right moving out of mercury moving out of pisces so in pisces it was like drunk and it was like mm, okay how am i feeling i don't know <laughs> and then it's an aries and it's like okay i have everything to share and, it's, and the world is like no stop yeah. stop because you're not really ready to share <laughs> I, oh, I love that <laughs> it feels like a 
a slingshot is what I imagined when I was saying that, right? It's like yeah. here and then all of a sudden it's shot and it's like, Pshh. yeah, <laughs> it's ride or die. It's like mm. Energy. Exactly. No, I, 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 lo I love how you described it. It's exactly like that. I think that going from the drunk Mercury to the overly hyped Mercury can be a hassle. So there mm. needs to be a balance somewhere. We need to focus on other areas in our chart or in our psyche and personality to balance that out. <laughs> or else we're going to be, you know, slingshots. All over the place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. <laughs> And when we're in that place, because of all of this fire energy, it's easy to feel um, like we're getting burnt. Like <laughs> when we're stuck in there, it's like, oh, well, now what? But a piece of advice to just slow down, go easy yeah. on yourself, because Aries is the baby after all. And what do babies need to be taken care of, to yeah. be heard, to be <laughs> nurtured? Like they don't need to be thrown out into the world like, here, go live exactly. by yourself. Mm. Go do it. <laughs> Yeah, poor baby. They want to explore, but then when they explore, you know, it's like a five-minute exploration and then they need someone to take care of them. So yeah. I think that's that's what we need to to focus on. And I also think that it's going to be a very, very, um, an even more difficult time for people who have uh, either Aries or Cardinal signs in their chart, you know, Aries placements, or heavy uh, Mars placements or Mars uh, as the ruler of their chart, it yeah. can be, you know, it can express itself um, even more so uh, abruptly, if I may say. Mm. So yeah, I think this is a very, very uh, interesting time in which we are. It's a great time to get moving. And, you know, if we know what we want, if we know what we are ready to work hard for and, you know, um, not work hard, but, you know, what we are ready to pour, to pour passion into, I think that's a great time. And if it's not going great, it is also a great time to look, look back and go like, okay, I, it's not me. I'm not crazy. It's just that there's so many things that are hyperactive right now. And that can give to some people or to, you know, to myself at times comfort. I'm like, okay, it's, I'm not going crazy. It's just, I need to rest. Yeah. I am doing exactly what the stars are doing. We are doing the same thing. Everyone is doing the same thing, but I need to rest and give my t myself just some self-care, self, mm. you know, self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that because that's really for me too, something beautiful about astrology. It allows us to understand what's going on at a wider scale so we understand what's going on with ourselves and instead of thinking we're going crazy we're just like okay I get it the skies are <laughs> hyperactive so I'm hyperactive but exactly. then if we didn't know that the skies were hyperactive it's so easy to be like shit I woke up today feeling like crap why did I wake up feeling like crap I don't know yeah. and then that's the downward spiral mm. And you oh. feel isolated at times, but with astrology, you realize that there's almost 8 billion people on the planet <laughs> and they're experiencing the same thing in a different manner, but almost we are all experiencing the same effects. Yeah. To some degree, oh, to some extent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that reminds me how they say that when 
when there is a full moon, um, so some women bleed with a new moon and some women bleed with a full moon, right? But they say that when yeah. there is a full moon, it's like the whole world, man or woman, is going mm. through a period, is going through exactly. their period because they all have these like emotions taken out of them. So imagine that, yeah. women that are already PMSing on their period, a little bit lunatic because Luna, and men being like, hey, but I'm a little lunatic too. So then exactly. it's like an opportunity to to combine but those then, energies yeah exactly an opportunity but it doesn't always get taken as an opportunity right just because the energies are so intense oh that's the problem also i think when people are not intentional about their new moon you know like this time guys for anyone watching this is the time to set your intentions because when you don't we attract things either we want it or not so people who don't usually manifest things in the full moon that they didn't want like someone mm. who let's suppose someone who feels down on themselves who was overcritical or you know just feels bad or shit talks themselves in the mirror as an example you, you're ugly i don't like myself i don't like my job well, in the full moon, they may get fired. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, yeah. but you know, they, they could they could have some repercussions just based on what they were focused on during this time, and that's not what we want, especially not when there's a bunch of planets in the warrior sign of Aries. Yeah, so, so much <laughs> opportunity. There is so much opportunity, but then aligning to the to the lower vibes of it is what you're talking about, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. That's it's really important to set intentions also because that way you're not as confused, right? It's just like your future self will be thinking your past self because your past self yeah. just kind of got it all together for you. And those are some of the best times, you know, like when yeah. you come back across something that you uh, wrote down for your future self or you yeah. like prepared for your future self. And then it's like, oh, Absolutely. thank you, past Karina. That was amazing yeah. of you. <laughs> There's actually you remind me of a website. I don't know if you know it. It's called uh, futureme.org or .com. Well, it's actually a website where you can write yourself a letter and you schedule it, you know, for one year, two years, oh, uh, etc. Wow. And I, I wrote myself a few back in the days and, and I received one like a one month ago and I was like, oh my God, who is this person? <laughs> but, but it was, you know, so um, I, I like to do that, you know, too. In the past, I used to write myself real letters, but now I, when I discovered this website, you know, I started, I sent myself a bunch, you know, when I received that old one, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Let's see what's going to change. Um, and I absolutely believe that that in some somehow we are looking after ourselves. Like when I think back of my past self, you know, with compassion, I do think that I protect myself and give myself energy that allowed me to, you know, to move forward. So, yeah, I think connecting with all the versions of ourself is important and kind of, you know, uh, drawing them in instead of neglecting or not wanting to embrace a side of us like some people just don't like to like that wasn't me you know they don't want to see that side of them that did a mistake or hurt someone or you know uh, was foolish enough to fall for x y and z and i think that's that's hurtful you know on the long mm -hmm. term the more we dissociate the more we create shadow sides of us that yeah you know that become entities on their own and that's 
not what we want. <laughs> exactly. That's how trauma builds up. And that's how we get on the never ending cycle of freaking doing the work. Like, it's just it's, it's, <laughs> I was talking to some of, my, some of my friends earlier about this. And it's like, it's like we're stuck in a perpetual cycle of doing the work. It's like, yes, there is work, but it's not that every second of every day you have to be yeah. doing the work. Like, <laughs> you also have to be appreciating how far you've come, how much you've exactly. grown, how, like, you know, come on, 2021. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, 2020. That's the mantra for this year, actually. Right? Yeah, come on, 2021. <laughs> we thought it would be better. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. Amazing. Thank you for all of that. Very, very helpful. You're welcome. Um, I want to pivot a little bit into Paris and learning about yes. Paris. Um, what is living there like? What is it like right now with COVID? Uh, mm. Are you guys on lockdown? Are you guys able to do things? Um, how are you keeping up with it? Yeah. Share with me a little bit about that. Um, well, actually, we are in lockdown uh, right now until May, mid-May. That's what they oh, announced. Wow. Um, to be honest, I don't think that the government handled the coronavirus situation well, <laughs> to, you know, to, to put it this way. Um, there's a lot of going back and forth between lockdown and not lockdown. But I think that... the people are fed up. You can feel yeah. it in the streets. Like yep. I've never seen more people in the streets in my life, you know, like the gardens, people are, are you know, hanging out at other people's <laughs> places. So I think that even though there are all of these restrictions, everyone is doing the same things they were doing before, just they don't go to bars or cafes or museums because everything is closed. So mm. it's, it is a downer, you know, like I, I, I remember... Like I actually I I think one of the first things that I I missed was museums. Even if I didn't go to a museum every single day, but I'm like, why is that closed? Like you know, we are <laughs> not close to each other. But anyways, I'm doing actually pretty well. It was difficult because of all the things that are um you know closed and some people are actually um, in financial trouble. Even if there's uh, a lot of help. Uh, from the country but it it is a very weird time to be honest everyone is out everyone is going out but you are not public about it so there's a lot of you know um, activities going on behind closed doors and uh, behind the curtains mm. but at the same time the spring is coming back again it's raining today but the, the rest of the week is going to be um, Clear. sunny I, I amazing hope. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say. It's very weird. It's, it's a weird, uh, vibe. I don't know how to put it. You know, it's, you feel like everything is normal, but it's not, you know, mm. everyone is out, but we're on lockdown. So you don't really know where, which, uh, feet you can land on. Yeah. But, and that's why it's, it becomes really important to, you know, ground ourselves and remember what, you know, what we are here to do because the people who, who kind of feel lost or isolated, I think that that can be hard <laughs> for them to, um, to just, you know, manage all the craziness that's happening, you know, around yeah. us. But Paris is good. Paris is holding up. <laughs> mm. I, I think that. I'm, I'm, I've never been more excited to explore uh, some, you know, place, cultural places in Paris 
than now. So I cannot wait for this summer. And I think mm. that it's going to be a little better um, starting May. So mm. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so interesting that you're saying that, that people are out but it's still lockdown. People are doing things, but you don't really know what they're doing because that reminds me of that aspect in the sky yesterday that we had, which was Mars square Neptune, was it? And that and Mars and Gemini, and yeah, exactly. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of you know behind the doors we're doing, yet we're not. You know, yeah. Very 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 confusing. (laughs) Very Neptune in Pisces, rather, right? Yes. I, I, th- I think that this is going to last for quite uh, some time because Neptune is, is, is a very slow moving planet. But yeah, I hope it, it, it changes directions. I mean, as you know, if, if, if it stays this way, I think it may create more um, um, effects. You know, there's always a cause and effect. I think there's going to be a lot of people who get hurt either by getting yeah. sick or by, you know, um, losing their jobs, uh, financially not being able to support themselves. So yeah, I really hope that France gets out of lockdown because yeah. this cycle, this ever ending cycle, I mean, we're not going to stop the virus. We, we're, we need to, <laughs> to, you know, to live with it and to look beyond. But I think they're focused more on getting people pressured to get vaccinated this is a very con- i'm not gonna go uh, full depth on this but i think it's the reason why there's all these restrictions just because they want people you know to to be so fed up that they just get vaccinated but topic for another day <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it because I always thought Paris was like such a dreamland and like beautiful and and I'm sure it is, right? But it right is. now through yeah. this lockdown, it's in the exact same position yeah. like that we're in. And and so it's almost like the world is different. The places are different, but every single yeah. one of us almost are going through these same like thoughts and and um kind of we're digging deeper and being like, why are we stuck in a perpetual loop of like being on lockdown, out of lockdown, and what the heck is the government yeah. doing? How how is it going in the Philippines? Are you guys in lockdown? Yeah, we are. Really? We're on we're on lockdown. Um, it's called enhanced community quarantine. So we're really only able to, or we're only allowed to leave our houses for the grocery for work if it's if it's related and um and we have a curfew from 6 p.m to 5 a.m but it's not super oh god (laughs) but just like you're saying it's like people are still going to each other's houses people are still at the parks people are still you know they're not allowed to dine in but they're going and getting stuff and dining out so it's just the exact yeah. same stuff um crazy. but crazy. it really is it's a it's a whole different time that I suppose we never we never saw coming but mm. I do want to ask you because I'm really fascinated about your Moroccan heritage yes. um how do you connect to that side of you living in Paris do you do you ever go back home when was the last time you went back to Morocco it's been two years now almost two years since I went back home and I really miss it I just booked my flight to go back to Morocco this summer so I'm really really hoping that they open the borders and everything 
And um, well, it's nice of you to ask. I think my Moroccan heritage is a part, a con you know, it's always with me. Um, it gives me, it's like my lens, you know, in astrology, the rising is our lens through the world. Yep. And for me, it's my Moroccan heritage. Uh, Morocco is such a, um, a country of paradox. There's everything and it's inverse, co cohabiting in the same space. And it can be either crazy for, you know, people who like things to go, you know, one way and to have one one side to a story. Yeah. But if you like, you know, things that are a little bit more complex, it's, it's so much fun, you know, in terms of culture and uh, the history that we have in terms of our uh, magic and our traditions in terms of looking at the world. So that really gives me um, strength and um, a desire to know more because actually I think that's something that most people who get into astrology or any type of spiritual practice experience when we first start. We study Hellenistic Western astrology. Like this is what where I started and um, it could be different, you know, people who, who would go to Vedic astrology, but if you, if you are from, if you're not from India or, you know, the Western world, you, you kind of have those two options only, and yeah. you don't have access to all the things that your culture has done. So yep. I realized that the more I, I studied spiritual, spirituality and astrology, the more I realized how much I don't know about my own culture. So that gave me a desire to know more and to, you know, read books and do research. And it's fascinating. You realize just how, um, how little we know about our own, our own uh, culture. And yeah, that's, that's something that I'm actually uh, right now experiencing and trying to empower myself more in terms of my heritage and my, um, magical roots it's for me it's more related to this uh side of it you know morocco is such a magical place and i want to know it and i want to be able to represent not really represent i don't want to represent but i want to um have enough um hands-on experience and knowledge about it to be also able to use it in my practice in my everyday life just as much as i use you know uh western or you know, Chinese, or I love all of these things, but I also want my Moroccan side of the, you know, of the, of the plate uh, yeah. to, to kind of balance it out. Hmm. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And I love that because I feel so similar about, uh, about like Vedic astrology, uh, yeah. because I am Indian, right? But I grew up here my whole life. I've been to India maybe four times. Mm. Do you and do Vedic astrology? No, no, not yeah. not not yet, at least. But because, oh, oh my God, this is like a whole rabbit hole. So I'm trying to see which part I want to kind of fall in. <laughs> yeah. But it's that I kind of just with religion it just made me kind of turn away from hinduism a little bit yeah. not turn away but more kind of just question everything uh because mm. of the rituals and the and the rules and the you know all these things that you have to do and i'm like yeah well i don't have to do anything um mm. 
So that was the beginning of it, understanding it in that way. But then as I have gone deeper into astrology, learned more about Western astrology, that side of me that is Indian at heart, right, is like, but I want to learn more about what Vedic astrology is about. I want to learn more about what um, Eastern philosophies are about because they're they're coming out to the world in such a, in such a, oh, I don't know. I never knew I had so many thoughts about this, but um, yeah. <laughs> they're coming out. They're coming out to the world in such a glamorous way. I want to say because everybody, you know, like, a very hype and bobo, and you know, um, exactly spirituality. La, LA. yeah. <laughs> spirituality is now basically like Hinduism with a. Sprinkle of, yeah, exactly, exactly, (laughs) with a sprinkle of just like stars and fairies, and so it's it's interesting because now I'm seeing things about Hinduism on my feed, even though I grew up completely Hindu, went to religion class, learned all these things. To me, they never sat so well, and then now it's like, wait, it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it, and the thing is, I know what I know about it, right, and. Western people, like anybody that's not from India, knows what they know about it. And it is beautiful. And I love that people are appreciating the culture. But it's also so much deeper than that. Like, it goes so much deeper than that. And to hold it as, like, for example, the word dharma that's being thrown around everywhere. Like, my dharma is... Right, left, and center. You know, it's like a ping exactly, pong. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And but when I want to reach the nirvana. You know? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but when it's taught to you in something like a religion class, which yes, again, religion. Obviously, if it's taught to you in a religion class, it's given to you as such a huge like. This is your dharma, like huge, mm. right? And but then here it's like a post, like what is your dharma? And so it's kind of like a a paradox almost, and a and a pull because. I see that Western side. I was born in the States. I studied in the States. So I see it and I love it and I embrace it. And I love the appreciation. But then I also see the other side that's like, why are you not minding it? Or why didn't you mind it as much when it was part of your roots? But now that it's on everybody's feed, you're like, okay, I want to learn more about the actual side of it because it's everywhere. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think there's a a thin line between, you know, people appreciating our culture and sometimes appropriation appropriation that makes it, you know, a hazard sometimes. Like, you don't know if you, like, you you, you really don't um, understand the thin line between the two. And I, I, I can relate with that, I think. I think a lot of people actually do, especially with, with these um, more Roman fantasized over cultures, especially India, you know, um, I'm thinking uh, mid, the Middle East, you know, when you're in the Middle East, you know, it's some of the, the things that you, you have, like I'm speaking of Rumi as an example. I've, I don't know if, I'm sure yeah. you saw Rumi somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I love I love this this Sufi um, asset and author and poet. I, I love it. But then when you see him everywhere and some people who don't really understand where he comes from, like certain people that I know are, as an example, anti... We're going so off topic, Karina, but anyways. Mm, totally fine. Some, the, <laughs> some people... They, as an example, are anti-religious and they want all, you know, immigrants from the Middle East to go back home. 
yet they post a story about Rumi and how, you know, enlightened he is. Like, he's, he's from there, you know. You know you're, <laughs> if he was in your country, you'd be kicking him out. And the same goes for people who are, you know, yogis, but still they are, they have stereotypes about Indians. Or for me, sometimes it's, it's a borderline, you know, between uh, having an ego boost from certain c- cultures mm. and actually liking the culture and trying to understand it and, you know, uh, actually honor its teachings and not just be like, you know, a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I, I do yoga. I do or, this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I love that you said that because that's like Aries. That's Aries. Like, who? Why are you identifying yourself with something if you if you don't really know what it is, but you just want yeah. an ego boost? Like, if it's an ego boost, then I'm yeah. sorry, but that's appropriation. But if it's appreciation, that's a whole different story. And it's like, go for it. I mean, it's not it's not coined by any culture. It's it's uh, probably founded by a culture, but that's not to say you're not allowed to use yeah. it or anything. But also on that um, same train of thought, I was studying about an Indian, a, cult, a Hindu event called Mahashivratri, and What's Shiva. That? So it's a it's a whew, it's an event that celebrates Shiva who is the ultimate yogi like the first um the first i want to say god but i don't want to say god i know about shiva and shakti so i'm I'm gonna exactly so it's shiva so shiva shiva is essentially uh the witness right and shakti is essentially energy so shiva is the divine masculine and so he is this witness and the way this came to be was he was um meditating for a very long time on a mountain and on this day on Mahashivratri, which took place, I think it was Feb, the later part of Feb, um, his third eye finally opened and he became one with the mountain. That's okay. the story of that. And so basically he transcended all of the material world. Um, but so as I was studying that, uh, mm-hmm. I learned that yoga, as, as taught by Shiva, is basically actually a... Uh, system that's meant to create a ladder a ladder to the divine through your spine essentially so it's like creating a ladder to the divine and so when you think of that that's like a ladder to the divine yeah whoa that's amazing but then when you think about it as like I'm gonna go do yoga for 30 minutes to exercise my body Mm. then it's like okay yeah (laughs) it's like it's like okay but you're missing the point a little Mm. bit but it's okay it's still okay but I think it's important to know what you're doing and why you're doing it but yeah so when I learned that I was like wow oh my god because I too I mean I'm not saying I'm above all of this I'm part of all of this right Mm. I too was like cool I love yoga and um I would do it as like a meditation technique. So yes, trying to connect with the divine. But there are days that I'm like, okay, instead of doing my workout, I'm going to do yoga. But knowing now that what I'm doing is not necessarily just exercising, but trying to connect with the divine. Um, It changes the game. Exactly. I think think what you're saying is really important because I think it also applies to everything else. Like whatever we do, if, if we don't, 
like depending on our intention, I believe that the outcome is different and yep. the act itself is different, is felt differently. Like maybe making love to someone or just talking to a friend, you know, it's if someone talks to you because they 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 just want to waste, you know, they they don't, you know, they don't have anything else to do, or if they talk to you because they want to get to know you, yeah. I think that the the act itself changes absolutely and it's it turns into energy and you know it becomes like a power generator for me i can see it like you know an ever evergreen yes um, yeah. you know uh, power thing compared yeah. to something that you know is drained uh, very easily and you know doesn't Ooh. have any other value i like that yeah oh thank you for that yeah that's one of my favorite things to say that it's just all about the intention because that's what sets up everything else. Oh, so oh my cute. gosh. It's already <laughs> been an hour almost. That was fast. Yes. This has been amazing. <laughs> I have yes. loved it. I have two more questions for you before we go. Go ahead. Um, these are questions that I ask everybody that comes on here. Um, so I'm excited to ask you. The first question is where do you think earthlings come from? Or yeah. Where do you think the things come from? <laughs> Ooh, I love this question. I love it. I think we come from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Because I believe that ultimately we are God, we are divinity, and divinity is everything. And in mm -hmm. everything there is also nothing. Because you mm -hmm. know, if for me there is no separation. So I truly believe that at first there was nothing and at first there was everything and we were part of that and we decided to experience it in all shapes and forms so we are constantly enacting the same things or not really the same things but the same energies but differently every single mm. time not really in a this i may uh, this sounds like i'm speaking of reincarnation but kind of but not not only i think it's not just about being reincarnated in Earth. I really think that Earth is part of a, of a gigantic body and that will, you know, it's like human body cells. Yeah. And that that entire body is doing things and that cell is going to move and change. And in another life, it's going to be something else. So, yeah, to answer short, long story <laughs> short, I think we... we we don't come from a specific place or timeline. I think that we come from all of those simultaneously. And uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. That's also one of my favorite um, quotes to say whenever anyone asks me, what do you believe in? I'm like, I believe in everything and nothing. So perfect. <laughs> Everywhere and nowhere at all. Exactly. Um, my second question is, What's my second question? Oh, I remember. Oh, what is spirituality to you? Spirituality to me is... I love your questions. They're, Thank they're... you so much. <laughs> you know, there should be like three hours for just one question <laughs> that you ask. Right? They're pretty loaded and I leave them for the last minute and you're like, I yeah. have all the thoughts. <laughs> oh my God, what do I answer? No, um, spirituality to me is 
it's sad that it is a label today that we label ourselves as spiritual or that we we see it as something separate but for me it is a lifestyle and a quest at the same time and mm. that it is also our birthright you know we are spiritual beings and i truly believe that everyone even the most atheist person in this planet is spiritual he just chose to direct his spirituality to let's say music or his family you know for me it's all about what we choose our spirituality to be about but we are all spiritual so i think for me it's a it's a, a birthright and a a lifestyle at the same time if that makes sense <laughs> so beautiful i love i love 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 your perspective because oftentimes um spirituality is so linked with like religion or god um and so i love how you said it could be anything it could be being yeah. spiritual with anything it could be music it could be your family it could be yeah. doing what you love that makes you spiritual and even if you're an atheist like you can still mm. be spiritual oh yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you so much for having me it was a really amazing uh one hour i don't know how how much we've been one yeah hour. an hour <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it flew by super fast. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate thank this. You. And thank you to everybody that joined us. We appreciate it. If you're watching it now or in the future, we're sending you our love. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Fatty. Thank you so much, Karina. I send you lots and lots of sunshine. I don't have it by me right now, but from the heart. <laughs> thank you so much. And I send you Talk so to you much soon. back. I will see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.